We're very thankful today to be joined by Illinois State Representative Paul Jacobs. Representative, thank you for your time. Well, you're very welcome, Will. It's always a pleasure. Wanted to have you join us today because I got a statement in the email this morning, your response to the budget implementation bill that included a number of pay increases for constitutional officers, legislators, and agency directors. Uh, your thoughts? Well, you know, <laughs> pretty much I'm, I'm anti-raising taxes for any reason, and obviously they're going to get the money from somewhere. So uh, this would be something that would be uh, an immediate uh, uh, red flag for me. Uh, we, we, whether you think you need more because you work more than part-time or not, Look at the people that are out in the public that are having trouble with all the inflation, the gas prices. They've already put all these other serious things on the citizens of Illinois. And I know my district is just, uh, you know, we're, we're a fairly, uh, fairly poor and fairly affluent area between Wyeth and Jackson and Alexander, Pulaski and uh, Union. We have just about everything as far as people. And those folks are still hurting. And even if you have enough money to, to go buy gas, it, it's not the same as it was a few years ago. And that's, I, I can't believe that they pushed that through. It was the typical thing, a, a fairly large bill, or quite a large bill, uh, all stuffed with all sorts of things. It's not, not just one, one thing at all. It's, it's more than just the pay raise. And the pay raise is significant. I mean, it's like, Oh, I don't know, 17%. Um, it, it, it's high. I think that people should be definitely right. You can write to me if you want, but it's not going to do much good. You're not going to change my no. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but you can, write, you can write to everybody up north. There's a list of everybody, and they're the ones that voted for it. Look up and see who voted for it and, and, and write to them. Tell them that this is ridiculous. Well, and it is typical in Illinois fashion that something like this was included in the budget implementation bill, which is sort of a, I'm going to call it a legalese bill that is supposed to be really just for implementing the budgets. Things like this, you know, really ought to be standalone pieces of legislation if you're going to adopt them. Do, do you agree? Or Yes, absolutely. It should be. Well, there's so many things that should be standalone. And they're supposed to be standalone. <laughs> it's just, they, they just don't seem to ever get to be standalone. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, this particular bill uh, was a bill that they, they gutted it completely and replaced it with an amendment out of the House and, and the Senate and the House. It took, it took them this last week. I'm just kind of looking back. It went to the House floor for an amendment uh, on the 6th. And it was passed... Heck, it was passed on the eighth by the um, by the majority, the supermajority, and I, I don't think any Republicans voted for it. Or, I mean, it, they'd have no voter. You know, they wouldn't vote, or they just won't vote on it. Go up for it, and then I think the governor signed it on the ninth, whatever day that was, or approved it, uh, and and then it's public act on the ninth. So it's they moved it along pretty quickly but it was done typically late 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 in the day late in the night it's it's fairly usual illinois state representative paul jacobs joining us today representing now the new 118th district uh which encompasses essentially jackson union uh alexander and a part of massac i'm trying to remember uh, it's all of all of alexander all of pulaski and all of Union, and then it's probably 
almost two thirds of the population of Jackson. We, 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 the way they did the districts and the precincts, we, we had most of the Jackson population and including, you know, all of Carbondale. Now it wasn't all of Carbondale before. And then we had most of the population of Williamson County. Um, we go over and take in all of Marion and then come back Heron, et cetera, uh, Carterville and all the way over. So it, it's, it's, a, it's quite a bit different, um, as far as territory goes, but, in in some respects, it's it's something that um, I, th I think we can work with very well. I know the people well. I've had I've had four optometry practices in this district now, the old district, 115th. I, I had uh, my Anna and Carmel practice, but I've had two practices in Williamson County for darn near 40 years. So and and other partners that work that. So we we're very familiar with Williamson County, very familiar with Jackson, and obviously Union since we've been there. And so many patients of ours have come up from Alexander and Palacio over the years so it was it was uh, it was pretty good and, you know I mean overall it's it's one of the hardest ones they're trying to push uh, the super majority is trying to get as many um, people in there as they possibly can and this was one that they tried to make it where it would go maybe Democrat but I, I'm not sure that that's going to happen in the area anymore especially if they keep pushing uh, the way they're pushing the uh, the bills uh, they're putting things through that are just absolutely um, difficult for most of us that are conservative to swallow. Even our, even our Southern Illinois um, Democrats and Independents, they're they're having a hard time with it. But the district is a good it's, it's you know it's a good district. I, I sure miss Jefferson County though because I had all of Jefferson. And, um, you know, we, we worked up in Jefferson so much and made so many friends that that's the one thing that you really in redistricting, you really hate that you lose some of those really, really great people that you, you've learned to uh, enjoy. And, you, you know, you try to help them and all the constituents there. That's probably the biggest thing is, is missing Jefferson. And, of course, Washington and Perry, I have parts of them, too. But it's hey, it moves on. It'll change again in 10 years. Illinois State Representative Paul Jacobs with us talking about his new district. You mentioned the fact that many folks, uh, whether Republican, Democrat, or Independent, are not in stride with some of the legislation being pushed. And we spoke earlier today with Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant about the assault weapons ban that, as it is currently drafted in the Senate, would require essentially any semi-automatic shotgun in the state of Illinois to be registered as an assault weapon. So a very, very, very broad piece of legislation. Your thoughts on that? Well, that, that first of all, everything that they put in it has been ruled unconstitutional in almost, well, in many, many states already by the, the U.S. Supreme Court. So I don't know. What I feel the whole thing is we have about 1,100 gun shop owners and gun shops in, in the state. And if you remember a few years ago, I don't know, three, four, five years ago, they put in uh, really difficult um, uh, paperwork, et cetera. And it, it closed up most of the small, even mom and pop places that sold out of their houses. They had their federal licenses, but they made it so difficult for them to continue doing, uh, doing work and, and doing the gun shops here. They closed down about, oh, I, I, someone told me it was a, between 800 and 1,000 of those people were shut down. And I can't help but to think that if they can't sell a semi-automatic, and, and it is very vague, I, I don't know if a, you know, it's, if it's a center fire, like a 9mm, like a 9mm uh, semi-automatic handgun. That that might come under the uh, the the ruling, I, uh, under the law. 
they don't list that, but they do center, say center fire. And, you know, almost all nine millimeters are center fire. Now, your room fires, like your 22s and whatnot, they're, they're, not, they're not considered assault weapons, you know. But we've also asked them, well, if, if, you get, if you get hit with an axe or if you get knifed, is that an assault weapon? Yeah, I mean, it, it gets to be ridiculous, ludicrous, and just absolutely insane. But, yeah, they, they will, they have a long list. The, 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 the bill is about 70, let's say 70 pages. I think it's 72 or three. And I think that they must have four or five pages of just the, the guns, the rifles, shotguns, and other automatics that, uh, that they're listening. But, you know, even though I sat and talked, I talked at length with the people that sponsored the bill. Um, and they, they, they just don't recognize that the AKs, the semi-automatic AKs that are for, for public use, basically, and, and, the, and the ARs, um, they do start. They're starting to understand that that's not assault rifle AR, and it actually is is arrow light. So you know, I mean armor light. So it, it's it's one of those things that you kind of they're starting to understand that they do not understand that those are not used in in uh, mass shootings. The mass shootings they, they account for about one percent when they use AKs and ARs. One percent of the of the deaths uh, or wounding in in uh, the whole the whole gun. Um, problem as they, they think, but that not one thing, not one thing is ever mentioned about mental health. Not one thing's ever mentioned about doing the red flag laws that they have now. If they had done the red flag laws up in Highland Park like they were supposed to, uh, on a kid that was told that hey, this guy, this guy's a problem, they wouldn't have had that problem. But they don't do it. So they, they think that if they just make big public or a big publicity uh, by saying, "Oh, we're going to just get rid of everything," they do. And I think that it's an intention, even though they know it's going to be found unconstitutional, so many of the gun owners won't be, our gun shops won't be able to, to last through the, uh, the legal uh, battle. So I, I think that's what they're trying to do, trying to shut down more stores. A part of it, too, is just about being able to campaign on it and, be, and being able to raise money on it. Oh, absolutely. They have the theatrics when you get on the floor. <laughs> it's, uh, there are a lot of videos, a lot of audios that go out of there. And, uh, you know, meanness and, and bullying and all the things that, 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 that the supermajority is known for. And they turn around and say that we're the ones that are bullying. But, you know, I think most people are saying what's happening. That it is. It is. It's something that they can go publicly in their districts. And their districts are, are different on some of them, many of them. But just think, how many, how many gun owners do you think are in Cook County and Lake County and all the counties up, all the collar counties? That's there's probably a whole lot more uh, guns up there than there are down here. So they they had a, a number of people that voted against it. Well, not a number, but four. I think it was four that voted against it um, because their districts are, are are more conservative. Even though they're, they're predominantly Democrat, they're still more conservative. And they, they said, no, you know, you're not, <laughs> we're not giving up our, our, our guns or registering or anything else. They, they, they have a problem with that up there, too. Illinois State Representative Paul Jacobs with us today. Uh, Representative, anything else on your mind about the upcoming session? Uh, I assume that you'll be sworn in on Wednesday to a second term, or not to a second term, but to a new term? Yes, yes. To that, well, yeah, to the second second new term. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be uh, um, Wednesday at noon. Um, and it's, it is kind of nice because we were in the middle of COVID, if you remember last time, <clears throat> and we were sworn in at the... Uh, 
bank uh, of Springfield building, and uh, you know everything was masks and gloves, and it was it was really kind of hideous to have to go through all that stuff. So this time it's kind of nice that we're going to be able to do that. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that uh, everything. I mean, you know, we've we've had no problems in on the floor. Uh, with the Senate or the House, uh, so far everybody's been good and healthy. So I think, I think we'll be fine. Um, it, it's 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 a pleasure and a super honor uh, for me to uh, do this again. It's just such a an honor to serve there for the people in in uh, Illinois. I mean, it's just. Uh, our district is, is represented by some really good folks down through here. All of our districts really have caring, caring people that I've met and I've known before, too. Um, and that, that's probably the, the, one of the biggest honors I've had in my life has been able to uh, work with these folks in Southern Illinois in this capacity. Give you an opportunity to promote uh, an event coming up at the Berrien Civic Center on Tuesday, January the 17th. You and some other uh, members of the Southern Illinois Legislative Delegation are going to be getting together in sort of a, a public forum or, or town hall style event. Yes, yes. I think it's going to be very informative. A lot of people just don't, uh, they, they want to hear exactly what that bill does. And we'll be through all of the little idiosyncrasies with it. I mean, it's 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 basically a, a past bill pretty pretty darn soon if it didn't get done uh, you know, yesterday, but I, it, it, it's something that I think the people down here really want to hear from their representatives and senators, uh, as to what that bill is doing and what it's going to do. And they also are not, not, they're not dumb. They know that the, until we have more conservatives, uh, representing other parts of the state there, it's difficult for us to stop these bills. But I tell you, you know, had we not, everybody's going. Oh well, we didn't do well in the um, in the election because of uh, abortions or this or that or whatever. Um, but you know what? Uh, one of the nicest things that I've seen and was very pleased with is that we stopped that safety act. At least, even if it's temporary, at least we did stop it from going in because you know, that whole cash bail, absence of cash bail, it, it's insanity too. So us working hard and, and being the loyal opposition is working. At least it, it gets people out and it gets it, what, the state's attorneys, 60, 62 state's attorneys, uh, well, Republicans and Democrats sued. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, it, 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 to see that happen, so we do get stuff done, we, and we got the trailer. You know, the, the, the reduced fees from the 118 back down to at least 36. You know, a year ago or two years ago at this point. So the things that we do get done that have have been really, really good. And I I, I hope that people come out and go to the town hall meeting. It's it's going to be, I think, very informative, and they'll probably have an opportunity to talk about other things too. I'm I'm sure they're they're going to. I'm sure, absolutely certain, they're going to want to. That'll be this coming. Uh Tuesday, not this coming Tuesday, the Tuesday, the 17th of January from 6 until 7.30 p.m. is what it's scheduled for at the Marion Cultural and Civic Center right there off the square at the clock tower in Marion. Representative Jacobs, we thank you so much for your time. We hope you have a great day. Hey, I appreciate it, Will, and uh, yeah, God bless you guys and just keep going.